Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. If they win this game in Buffalo and they go 9-8 and eight and they make the postseason, does that automatically make it a successful season for the Patriots? Well, it, 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 it gives you a chance now. You know, I, I, the Patriots, you, you come in with a second-year quarterback, most guys, most teams, they, 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 they can call that a successful season. But you had such a pretty good first season with your quarterback. Um, so, so it's hard to call this a, a successful season, but getting in the playoffs does help with that somewhat. Let's see where you're going from there. Late night, W-E-E-I, it's KJ, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. That's Michael Irvin on the new Gresham Fourier talking about would this be a successful season for the Patriots if they went out? Well, yeah, I think because really the NFL is all based upon are you a playoff team or are you not? And depending on what you were the year before, that will determine if it's a bigger failure. Like if the tech, if the Titans lose then that's a bigger failure. It was a failure this season, despite them playing their last game to win a division, right? That gives an example. But I don't know if necessarily that's as much of the conversation as as much as can Mac Jones suddenly become a sharpshooting man. Like, this is that last chance that you can hope to see things come through for Mac Jones that you've been seeing piece by piece. The sacks and turnovers haven't been there. They've only had three turnovers since the bye week. You would have been shocked to hear that, right? It was a different story before that. But the passing yards have to increase. 172 against Miami, 224 against the Bengals, 318 against the Raiders, and you were kind of fighting back. 328 against the Cardinals, 242 against the Bills the first time. Minnesota, you aired it out in terms of total yards, 409. Now, in terms of passing yards, 172, 224. 112 against the Raiders, 225 against the uh, Cardinals, 182 against the Bills, 364 against the Vikings. This is where you would hope to see Mac Jones take another step in saying, okay, your relationship with your receivers isn't going to get any better than Sunday. Right? This is where everything comes to be what it's going to be. You pretty much say that Tyquan Thornton is a target uh, let go of the Kendrick Bourne, whatever drama there has been, and get him in. I don't know when the game starts. Your tight end, your tight end play isn't necessarily there. 
You've got running backs you can catch out of the field if Damian Harris continues to stay healthy. Then you have something where you can work the sides and maybe a little bit of space going down the field. As I mentioned, the turnovers have been minimal. And that was the argument. If you wanted to put it in perspective from week one, it was three, then one, then four, then one, then one, then one, then four, then one, then one. It was a problem. There was one every single game. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Joe, it is going to be a kind of fun night because I'm going to try and run for a leadership position this hour here on the show uh, just in time for playoff football season. So hopefully I have the votes and I won't have to come back 10 or 11 times just to you know, win this nomination. You've got my vote, let me tell you that. Well, yeah, well, thank you so much. But still, I have to do a job for the people. And we'll see if that happens. That's coming in yeah, about 30 minutes. But with everything that's happened this year with the Patriots, all of the narrative can still change, right? This is the this is the game that if the Patriots can win, and they're a seven-point dog going to Buffalo. But if this is a game they could win, this could be a statement win, by far the biggest statement win for Mac Jones' career so far. And it then galvanizes this team to say, in spite of everything that's happened this um, this season or didn't happen, we're here. Yes, they're going to have to lean on the defense. Yes, the defense may have to cause a couple of turnovers, but that's okay. The Bills are number one in the league in terms of turnover percentage per drive at like 15%. It'll be a different atmosphere this Sunday, and we'll get into that in a second, but here's Mac Jones on the importance of getting the win on Sunday. We're definitely doing a good job here, just trying to get in a position to play another week, and that's all you can ask for. And you know, a great group of guys, and love the guys on the team. Um, just think we have to take advantage of another opportunity, and that's all you can do. And um, it's a one-week season, so got to go out there and have our best week of practice, and compete, and be ready to go by game day. Yeah. See, that's a believable. Soundbite, right? Mac Jones knows that these guys have his back. A lot of people have come, been coming for him in terms of what they've had to say. I'll be honest, I've been one of them. But if you could say, after all of this stuff, because I've even joked, like, hey, iron sharpens iron. This is time to be as sharp as a Game of Thrones blade, my brother. John Snow it all day Sunday, because if you do, then the narrative changes. And it, it, yeah, if the team gets into a week one showdown again against the Bills, and it's not a win, it would still feel like a win because this team was nowhere near sniffing. Nowhere near sniffing playoff contention or playoff ball on the field outside of the defensive side of the ball. And then you just look at some of what what Mac Jones has done, like the interception percentage is down to two. All right, the yards per catch is at ten and a half, so things are starting to grow. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, how would the narrative change if they won this game? Like, would everyone get off of Mac Jones and be like, okay, maybe we can have this quarterback for one more season? Well, I think, well, one, he's going to be here again. I think it's just a matter of is he in a competition come, you know, the po- uh, come the preseason. But I think what he needs, and the thing that jumps out about me with Mac Jones is he needs a fourth quarter or game winning drive this year. Last year was against Houston, and that was kind of like, we dodged a bullet last year. But this would be the game where you can make a statement where all the noise and all the dramatics 
and all the songs, parodies, and all the different talking heads. You win this game with a fourth quarter winning drive and push this team into playoffs, the narrative has to change. No one can say that Matt can't win the big game. I mean, the second biggest game other than winning the Super Bowl is probably winning a game to get you to the playoffs. And I'm not going to be one of those that's going to speak the worst potential existence of Mac regressing right in the very last game, and that's going to be a bitter pill on a lot of fans' tongues if it looks bad going out. But everything that's shown that I've seen here over the last few weeks outside of, uh, well, okay, yeah, there have been some stinkers. Raiders game was a stinker. But you can't look that far, but you have to say, okay, how did it look against Miami? It wasn't the worst thing you ever saw. How did it look against the Bengals? Slow, but it wasn't the worst thing you ever saw. Raiders, that was one of the worst things I've ever seen. There has to be a greater, you almost want to say, you want to see Mac play the complete game like he played against Miami with the vigor and excitement and fluidity of the Minnesota game. I was going to say, like, what's the blueprint for like a good Mac Jones game? Is it the Minnesota game or is it's, it like a it's, combo? it's Minnesota mixed with this last Miami game, which is good because these are the more recent games. If I was sitting here saying, oh, man, give me the Mac Jones from the from the Pittsburgh game, then I'm telling you that that's a long time ago. So Mac to me, and I, I don't have his grade book in front of me, and I probably should. I'll have I remember it. what you gave him, though. Right. Uh, granted, he has a C average for the season. And uh, yeah, clearly he can't get an A. But dang it, if he can't get, you know, like this is kind of a final exam Sunday. And if he, again, he still has the ability to show A work, right? Miami was a more complete job with the win, right? That's That, that factors into it as well, which I would have given him like a B plus considering all things. Um, but that getting the ball down the field like the Minnesota game, and here's the thing. If there was a game that Buffalo showed that they were leaking and on the defensive side, it was in the game against Minnesota at Buffalo. So the hope is something like something is found inside of Mac Jones for this game Sunday. And I think it's possible, right? Sometimes, you know, they say you never mess with a, a cornered dog, like no matter how hurt they may seem. You don't want to mess with a dog that's cornered because now suddenly nothing hurts and you just, they can go and attack. Yeah, like the most dangerous animals are wounded animals. There you go. So, Max wounded a bit. This has been the this has been a wounding seas, a season. 33 sacks. QBR overall of 85.8, which has gotten better over time. 11 touchdowns. Eight interceptions. At least we're no longer in the underwater number where at one point it was like seven interceptions and eight, like seven picks and like six touchdowns. So the growth has been there, but a lot of things can be forgotten, improved upon, forgiven, if you will, if this is a game that Mac Jones pulls off as his best game so far as a pro. 617 779 7937, text line 37937. It's KJ. Here on WEEI, here's Michael Irvin uh, talking about what that scene's going to be like in Buffalo. I don't even know how to even begin to start answering that. I fully expect those guys to be at an all-time, I mean an all-time high level of playing in emotions, 
and everything, and we're playing this game for DeMar. We're going to do it for him. We, we're keeping him in our thoughts the whole ride on this whole journey, this whole playoffs. I expect him to be riding high with that. And, boy, that's, that is going to be a tough, uh, a, a tough emotional high for the Patriots to reach. But sometimes you even go in a situation like this, you're so emotional yep. by game time. And I'm not saying this to be the case with the Buffalo Bills. I don't know. But by game time, you, you, you can be exhausted mm. because there's so much emotions that have gone into the whole week. All week you think about all the emotional rides, the emotional roller coaster, man. You get the game day Sunday, you, you're exhausted. So it can swing both ways. Yeah. He's absolutely right. You won't be able to match that level of emotion, but you have to remain calm and steely nerved, if you will, knowing that that there's going to be a lot of pomp and circumstance, and understandably and rightfully so. There's been good news about DeMar Hamlin. Press conference today from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center uh, saying that things are moving in the right direction. You know, But at the same time, from a game perspective, the Patriots have to know that long drives will help. Ball control is a must. Cannot get down 10-0, 14-0, because that's when the gas gets pressed. Special teams is probably going to have to factor in. And still wondering where 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 Marcus Jones is come, Saturday, uh, come Sunday. He did not practice. Uh, neither did Devontae Parker, John o. Smith, Jack Jones. So with pieces missing and some maybe some elements of pieces missing from the special teams, everything has to be unified. There has to and, and, and I understand why you haven't been hearing too much from the Patriots after practice. One, there are going to be a lot of questions about things that they can't answer regarding uh what happened to DeMar Hamlin, because that I think people are trying to get what they call the umbrella lead, right? Here's the big story, and we talk to the local person who does the same thing, and this is their story, right? But this is the game where, yeah, again, like I said, the emotions are going to be so high, but again, if you remain calm, and as Michael Irvin said, if things don't, just speed off and take off for the Bills, and then it becomes a different game. And that's what the Patriots need to put the position of the Bills in. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ Late Night here on WEI. All right, still to come, if, if, if there's a win on Sunday, does Mac Jones and Matt Patricia try to work it out going into next season? We'll talk about that next. But right now it's time to trend with Drew Baverman. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. For the first time all week, the Pats spoke to the media as they continued to prepare for Sunday with their season on the line against the Buffalo Bills. Devon Gotcha was the only player who did not practice today. Marcus Jones and Johnu Smith were upgraded to limited as they are dealing with concussions. However, Miles Bryant and Brendan Schooler were added to the injury report as they were limited. Brian has a shoulder injury, and Schooler is dealing with a hip injury. For the Bills, Josh Allen was limited with an ankle and right elbow injury, but there is no fear reportedly that he will miss Sunday's game. Also limited was linebacker Matt Milano and tight end Dawson Knox. 
More good news for DeMar Hamlin. Doctors spoke today and said Hamlin has shown, quote, substantial improvement. Hamlin has started to awaken by moving his hands and feet, and doctors have said his neurological condition is intact. The Celtics continued their road trip in Dallas tonight against Luka Doncic and the Mavericks, and it was a good show for the Celtics. Final score, 124-95. Jason Tatum with his second career triple-double, 29 points, 14 rebounds, and 10 assists. Meanwhile, Luka Doncic was held in check, 23 points, 9 rebounds, and 3 assists. Seas will be back in action Saturday against San Antonio for a 6 p.m. start. And speaking of San Antonio, the Celtics have made a move trading Noah Vonley and cash considerations to the Spurs. San Antonio does intend to waive Vonley and backup forward Gorgie Jang. And the first NBA All-Star fan voting updates have been released, and both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown sit fourth in their respective backcourt and frontcourt. LeBron James and Kevin Durant are respective leaders for the East and for the West. The Bruins will start a three-game road trip in L.A. against the Kings. That'll kick off in about about 20 minutes or so. But off the ice, bad news as Jake DeBrusque has been officially placed on long-term injured reserve with hand and lower body injuries. DeBrusque is expected to miss at least four weeks. And also off the ice, Linus Allmark was named to the Atlantic Division's initial eight-man all-star roster. The final three spots will be determined via fan vote, so there is still time for the Bruins to have more representatives at the All-Star Game. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. So what lessons have you and the offense learned about what it takes to get it done in those situations and make sure that execution follows through. Yeah, I think try and see it as a play and every play is just a play, but um, obviously we, we wanted to do better down there. And to score points, you got to do, you know, try and be close to 100% down there, whether that's field goals or touchdowns. So um, definitely want to score touchdowns and did that a little bit better this week. And um, every game's different. You know, sometimes you skip the red zone or, um, like we've had some some days where it's been tough down there, but it's all about just finding ways to put points on the board. So definitely did a better job of that and really just have to build on it um, this next week against a really good defense. Late night. W-E-E-I. It's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. That's Mac Jones saying, look, it isn't about style points. It's just about the points. And yes, they'd move the ball better against Miami than they had in, let's say, the Raiders game. 
But if there is a concern that I have is how far the ball is going into the air with a patch, with pretty much an average air of three and a half yards throwing the ball. This is the dink and dunk stuff. And if you have an aggressive Buffalo defense that's, let's just call it what it is, very strong at all three levels, are you really doing yourself any favors trying to throw passes that may go for loss? Because if they if they don't work, that's just something you can't go back to. Like, how do you bait Buffalo, who can be aggressive at times, into giving up the big play? Now, in fairness to Mac Jones, and this is two-sided, there have been some key drops on some deep plays, and then there have been just some really ugly throws that have either been too far overthrown, and maybe that's anticipating something happening that's not there that could be, hey, I'm so used to the offensive line getting me hit and banged up as I, it has happened in the earlier in the part of the season, and maybe you're putting more on the ball, hoping that, you know, factoring in being hit or, you know, pressured or what have you, that that ball will drop right in. I think you just have to confidently throw it to a spot and believe that every time you're going to have an ability to make a play. So I think some of it is the confidence of Mac Jones that when that ball does go downfield, that to not think so much that the offensive line isn't going to do their job. And then it just makes me wonder because as the offensive line has gotten a little bit better and their coaches, Matt Patricia, and as the offense hasn't been as stinky here, let's just call it since the since since the bye week, you almost wonder if there's an atmosphere that allows for Mac Jones and Matt Patricia to work these things out into the postseason, especially with the win this Sunday, right? So if if this team goes nine and eight and they and think about it, it would be one thing if the Patriots had to win and needed some help. I would have thought that would have been more of the narrative the way this season has gone. Just think what what if you play for what if you play for the tie or you play for overtime against Vegas? Where what, what's the conversation this week? Right? Do you get to rest starters? Do you already know your position or do you get to improve your position? Right. So I would have thought at best, at best, well, actually what I thought at best was seven and ten. I have no problem being wrong. I've always said I'd rather be wrong about the things that you want to be wrong about than be right about the things you don't want to be right about. But you're sort of in the right range. I think it was like seven to ten was sort of that range everyone was picking. Well, seven to ten is a big range, right? One says that you're a couple games under five hundred, another one says that you're a game or two over five hundred. And I thought this team would be just below by a couple of ticks of five hundred. I was just I, trying to give you a benefit of the doubt because mostly no, no. it was like eight and nine. So I'm just yeah, trying to help you out. Right. So like if it's a team that goes eight and nine, then okay, yeah, it's closer to what I thought at seven and ten, and it kind of fits the narrative. But then you say with the hope of going nine and eight, well, now you're talking about a team that not only did they have a winning record, and who who would have seen that? Made the playoffs, and who would have seen that? Now there are going to be some people. Oh yeah, start of the season. I just knew that the Patriots are going to. Be, they're going to be a playoff team. You didn't know that. You didn't know that because the other things that happened, you did not account for. You did not account for Damian Harris to be nicked up. You did not account for the wide receiver situation to really not flourish. You might have said that Ramondre Stevenson was going to have a great year, but we're not talking about like this guy's going to break OJ Simpson's rushing record in a season. Or now it's Derrick Henry's. Yeah, I think everyone was agreeing that the Pats were like a fringe playoff team. Right, right. And I thought that, hey, with the regression that we were seeing with Mac, and, and this is why I have to say, 
Like, even though I'm not calling for Bailey Zappi or anything like that, because it seems like as soon as you say the word, people are like, ah, rah, 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 rah. It's like saying Beetlejuice. You know, but, you right. say zappy, zappy, zappy. There well, he but is. Here, but here's the thing. If there's no Bailey Zappi in those situations and it's Brian Hoyer, then we might be talking about a team trying to get its seventh win this weekend. So, you know, moving forward, you, you wonder, and maybe this could be on Belichick's mind, is, you know, well, we did we did make the playoffs with with all this offense that people talk about. Is this something that you say, all right, Matt Patricia, Mac Jones, offseason, you guys are going to really kind of have a kumbaya with moments with each other about where you can grow, what what makes both of you happy and tick, where could there be better understanding, right? Because that's what a good manager does. A good manager, I know, I know people want Patricia gone, and I get it. But a good manager try, doesn't try to fire people. They try to make things work so that way people can grow together. Here's Boomer Esiason on his thoughts in terms of the future of Matt Patricia and Mac Jones. Paul, you definitely need a coach that understands you as a player and that you believe in and knows offense mm-hmm. and knows how to call play. That's first and foremost. you got to have somebody that connects with the quarterback and then you got to add the playmakers around them. They got a solid running game. They're always going to have a solid offensive line. But you know, let's face it. You know, it's not Daniel Jones' level of uh, skill set. I mean, the guys that he's playing with are are brutal. But I, I would just say that Mac Jones doesn't do what Daniel Jones does. Daniel Jones runs with the ball. He ran for like ninety five yards yesterday. So he's a dynamic playmaker in the sense of he's an offense that uses utilizes you know many uh, options because of his athleticism. That's not who Mac is. So I would say, yeah, they need. They don't have Rob Gronkowski. They don't have uh, Julian Edelman. They don't have Wes Welker. They don't have guys like that. But uh, certainly, maybe there are a couple guys. Maybe this Tyquan Thornton will turn out to be pretty good. So hopefully they grow together and they get their act together next year offensively so you don't have to go through another year of just watching what I would call about as boring a, a level of football as it possibly <laughs> is. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's been tough to watch sometimes this season with the offense a lot of times. But what you're saying in there is very crucial, what Boomer's saying, is that Belichick is going to have to spend. And is is that what's, what's going to really happen? Do you really believe that suddenly the Patriots become this free-for-all spending, get the best free agents that money can buy type team? Also, like, what players would want to come? Like, there's no there's no presence like when Tom Brady was here that people are, like, desperate to go play for New England. Well, here's the thing. If you know there's a history of not spending a whole lot of money, that's usually the first thing that gets you through the door. So if you know that they're going to offer up and they have a history of paying, you know, top money for, uh, for receivers and skill players, but that that relationship hasn't been here. You're really talking about... And granted, Antonio Brown was on a track to be a Hall of Famer. I think probably some of the social issues and things that have happened off of, off the field will probably hurt those chances overall and not being on the field. That's the other part. And Randy Moss, those are really your only two highlight first-team all-pro-type wide receivers that really played here in the last 20 years. So there's no history of spending the money. This is not like, hey, they're going to go get like an Amari Cooper type. You know, or make a run for it now, like someone like Michael Gallup or someone like that, someone who's established. Do you think, hey, we believe in this system and a relationship with this quarterback 
this person could ascend to a one, or they could be a great complimentary receiver to Tyquan Thornton. I was really hoping that Kendrick Bourne would grow into that role, but so many things were just so mind-boggling this season that, you know, the relationship between whatever it was or whatever it wasn't between player and, and coaching staff just kind of killed what was Mac Jones's best weapon towards the end of last year. Like probably one of his favorites. So you'd have to say, okay, while Jacoby Myers is solid in terms of what we have now, is it next level? Is it is he the player that teams say we have to game plan for him? We have to always know where he is on the field? The answer is no. Now, could he because he's been able to morph into what's been needed? Why couldn't Jacoby Myers re- remain and and be that that slot receiver? kind of the next Edelman, if you will. I think the or, tricky thing, too, is that the receiver market for free agents is not that good, so you'd think you'd have to like swindle a trade to get some Mac Jones some help. Well, the other part of that is, what do you have of value that you can trade that other teams want, right? If, if, because other teams are either going to want giraffe picks or quality star players that can contribute right now. So I don't want to start trading guys before the most important game of the season. But I, I would think not so much as talent-wise, but it would be slim pickings because you're really looking at getting players off of a team that's barely a 500 team. This isn't like a team that overspent and underachieved, right? Like the Rams, they'll be great for the picking. Yeah, Higby and, you know, they're, they're going to be players that they, they, they can go after. Jefferson, you know, so teams that spent money on guys, yeah, they can trade them, but what they're probably trying to do is get out of the money. This is a team that most likely has to get into the money. And so why so many think that, you know, Matt Patricia should be gone, he doesn't know offense, and I get that total narrative. But if Belichick is is okay to say, if we're at this point right now and we've seen growth from the offensive line, from the quarterback, that part of the complimentary football that's been there, the defense has really done everything, I'll be honest then what would make Belichick unless Kraft says you've got to make wholesale changes and now we're having a whole other discussion, right? Because now we're getting into, like, why have me buy the groceries if you don't allow me to cook? Yeah, that's the tricky part is, like, the incentive of making the playoffs would give Belichick the idea of, oh, maybe this thing can work. Right. But on the opposite side, if they miss the playoffs, you'll get more people clamoring, oh, that's the one you need. That's how you get Patricia out of there. Yeah, but, again, Bill is the is is head management. Right, And if he believes that Mac Jones and Matt Patricia can work it out, they've got a lot of time to do it without losing a single game. Right, Because one thought process could be, okay, Mac Jones, who was in a regress season this year with a non-offensive, with a non-offensive-minded coordinator or play caller, goes into his third play caller next year, and what if that doesn't click? Then what's the answer? Right? Because it's it's much easier to find another coordinator than it is another quarterback. But if you felt like, hey, we have a quarterback here, and he gets into his third situation or third system and, and doesn't succeed because that's a real possibility, then what do you do? That's why I don't think it's just a one-and-done situation with Patricia. Maybe you bring in an offensive assistant. Maybe Maybe that's what Bill does to assist with the play calling, but not necessarily name the offensive play calling, I think on game one next year, it will be Matt Patricia holding that placard in his hand. Now, he might have some help from upstairs, 
And if the cord gets pulled, okay, you're just the offensive line coach and this guy's going to be calling the plays now. I don't think it's just going to be a yank and here's the new person. Because that also affects the quarterback. But that will also affect free agents coming as well. If they <laughs> he doesn't know how to throw, he doesn't this guy doesn't know how to call plays. <laughs> Why am I going there? So there is a, a conundrum that I don't want to touch right now because again, the most important thing is stealing an important win and probably the most important win in Mac Jones' career could happen Sunday at Buffalo in a very emotional stadium. In a very emotional league right now. Sometimes when when all things point against you, at one point, like the not, the line on this game dropped down to four. Then I think as news started to come out that, you know, DeMar Hamlin was improving, the line started to inch up. You know, even to the point now, I think one of the things taken off of the minds, especially of the Bills, is that that game between the Bengals and the Bills are not going to be played. It's, it's not going to be played. That was decided today. There's a lot of ups, upset people in Kansas City. But then again, you know, just go eat another brisket. I know you guys. Don't be upset that. Take the L on this one. This is a little bit bigger. So, yeah. I mean, Kansas City could be happy if the Bills take a loss this week. And the Patriots are in. I mean, that, that would be the move right there. Here's Ty Law. And, and, and you heard me talking about how the spending situation may or may not happen with this team. Here's his thoughts when he was on WEEI here a couple days ago. You know what? Uh, the Patriots, no matter uh, what happened, and we hopefully they get into the postseason, but they're going to have to make some changes. I mean, we all know that. I mean, they're, they're a couple pieces away. You know, I, I've pretty much said that all year. I mean, they do need to uh, take a true office of coordinator. They're doing the best that they uh, can, I guess. But they're going to have to make some changes if they want to compete and live up to the standard of the Patriot way. And that, that's my opinion. They're going to need some pieces on office, offensively. They're going to need some pieces defensively. Yes, they're making a lot of turnovers, but I don't think they're playing consistent across the board to challenge for any championships. And that's what the Patriots have been about, championships, having the opportunity to uh, win a Super Bowl. And they're going to have some – they're going to have to spend some money, first of all, in the offseason, and they're going to have to make some changes. But Coach Belichick isn't afraid to do that, so I trust that he's going to, hey, Mr. Kraft, Open up the checkbook. We got to get us a couple of these free agents. Yeah, you know, honestly, I think you start with the offensive line, right? Because if you get these free agents, wide receivers, maybe you upgrade on the tight end. You know, I don't know who's available. I don't. I haven't looked at free agency in terms of like who's available next year. Maybe you. You reconfigure. I have the list right in front of me if you want a few names. Uh, yeah, give me a Ster- few names. Sterling Shepard. This is all on salary, by the way. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is the highest paid free agent, by the way, just so yeah. we're clear. <laughs> yeah, he's like 22% of the cap per, per, <laughs> per position. Yeah. Uh, we got Sterling Shepard from the Giants. You have DJ Chark, Randall Cobb, Marvin Jones. See, so take pe- you got to take people like Randall Cobb off of there, right? Because the whole idea is it's like when you're buying a, a, a new used car. Right, you don't want to go ten years back and say I'm buying a new used car. Like you don't want to go more than like four or five years. You still want the car, still kind of have some of the modern amenities, maybe not too many of the miles on it. You would still want it to be kind of up to date to what's going on, but yet at the same time you're thinking you want to get high quality for what you're going to spend out. You know so what's like, a good name on here is uh, Alan Lazard from the Packers. 
No, no, no. See, if that's if that's what money's going to buy, then you're really not you're really just buying like two, the class of two years ago. So if that's the case, then you need to start looking at spending for the offensive line because that offensive line is going to be able to create holes, more bigger holes for your running game. And if you know Ramondre Stevenson is just an absolute contact monster and you've got monsters on the front of the line, then now your running game becomes more efficient. Mac Jones can be a lot more comfortable in the pocket knowing that he's the best line that money can buy, and if he's behind it, it'll work. And I've seen it work before. Uh, Maybe 15 years ago, Trent Green was the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. And you're like, Trent Green, we're not talking a Hall of Famer. But because he had an incredible start, I mean, like I think like three guys on that line are in the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying you have to do that just by chance. You just go and get those best guys. It didn't matter if Priest Holmes was running and he got hurt and then Larry Johnson was in there and he was running all over everything and then he ran into some trouble and then they had Jamal Charles running through everything because they had that line. Who were their receivers? Like Dwayne Bow and I forgot the the other guy, some guy from another guy from LSU. Like they had nobodies on the outside, but they had a strong defense, a strong running game that you didn't have to pay the high price for. They had Tony Gonzalez. That was really their primary weapon. So if you get a line for Mac Jones, then Tyquan Thornton's extra step is going to show up, right? You probably get maybe a, a mid-level guy where you don't spend as much money, or maybe someone sees what you've done with the offensive line and says, you know what, Mac Jones got that protection. He can get me the ball. Maybe that's where you start looking at maybe a DeAndre Hopkins, you know, picking up the remainder of a salary. So that's how you would do it, but you would have to commit to showing that the quarterback's going to be able to stand up and do what he does best which is accurately throw the ball, right? Especially when you're not talking about a guy who takes off running. So if he doesn't take off running, he's going to need protection to stand in the pocket. So, yeah, the DJ Charks and all that stuff and everything, that's really great if you're thinking about fantasy and stuff like that. But when you're talking about what your quarterback can and cannot do, right? When when Boomer Sison was talking about Daniel Jones, okay, you might not spend all the money in the world on an offensive line because you know your quarterback can take off and run. Here's kind of an underrated name I thought about. I'll just throw it real quick before the break. What about Miko Hardman from the Chiefs? Yeah, you could see that, but is he better than Tyquan Thornton? Because they both do the same thing. And the answer I would say is no. I would say I see more upside in Tyquan Thornton because, one, he's already been in the system. Two, there's a financial advantageous situation for you because he's still on his rookie deal, right? So, you know, someone like a Miko Hardman would, would make me say, it's like, well, He's not better than Tyquan Thornton on paper. Yeah, he might have been in the league a little longer, but he's going to want more money and might give you less production. Devontae Parker did not work out this year. Let's just call it what it is. I kind of saw that because it's like, hey, if a guy's not on the field, you can't really say that the guy, what he does on the field. So get offensive linemen and the ones that, you know, you still got Cole Strange here. You might want to even build around him to build his confidence. David Andrews as well. So if you've got those two pieces and you can put three other pieces around those guys, three, four other pieces around those guys, and get two solid backups that when they step in, you're like, hey, this guy would be a starter anywhere else, but because he's here. Now you have something, and plus with the defenses that you're facing that Buffalo has built, Miami still has a defense. The Jets' defense is about to be lights out. So really, it doesn't mean a thing if you've got the best receivers in the world and no line. 
If you've got defenses in your division that are just coming and killing you, you need an offensive line. So if Bob Kraft is going to pull out the checkbook for anything, buy an offensive line. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. I'm going to make my attempt to become Speaker of the House for the best chips in the house. Next on WEEI. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah! Dunka, dunka. Late night, W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. On the Odyssey app, it's free. Google Play, Apple App Store, type in W-E-E-I, brings you right here. Uh, if you've just joining, no worries, you can rewind on the app, but we've been talking about the Patriots and getting ready for this game on Sunday. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Let's get a couple of texts here before I get into my civic duty here as an American. So we got a 978 texter who's talking about the game this Sunday between the Bills and the Pats, and he's saying... Everything will depend on which Bills team they play. If they play the Bills starters and win, it is one thing versus playing third stringers. No, you, you, no, no. That was the narrative a week and a half ago. And if you've ever thought that Buffalo, and they pride themselves of coming out of the hole against New England, there's not going to be arresting starters. That's that's your prayer. <laughs> that's not their necessary operations, right? I don't think that the Bills were going to arrest these starters because here's the thing. If you're playing for number one seed, then guess what? <laughs> You get to rest next week. So I think it's one of those situations where if you're div- you don't want to give your division opponent any air, any air. So if if suddenly this rivalry that's been going on back and forth between Buffalo and New England then comes down to, hey, Buffalo, you know, maybe you'll sit your starters this week. Like, that's not happening. And now what's happened from Monday Night Football, I think there's going to be a high level of emotion to play and play their hardest. All right, next one. Uh, we have a 617 texture. You were talking about the Chiefs roster with the really good offensive line, Trent Green. Uh, he wanted the, the 617 texture wanted to throw out another name that the Chiefs had, Eddie Kennison. Eddie Kennison, that's the name I couldn't think of. Eddie Kennison was the other receiver next to Dwayne Bow. And it, that shows you how memorable these guys were, right? Like Dante Hall was the special teams guru, uh, the Swiss Army knife. Yeah, they didn't have any star receivers, but yet that team was consistently winning 14 games a season, 13, winning 12, 13, 14 games, just that when they got into the playoffs, they would just kind of fizzled up. <laughs> All right. Still to come, Jason Tatum triple-double tonight, but, you know, I, I kind of have an issue with getting up for these MVP 
candidate games when there are games you need to get up for when there are like no MVP candidates. You, you, I kind of take the good with the bad. Plus the Red Sox, uh, day two of Raphael Devers staying for a while. That's still to come within the next 10 minutes. But right now it's time for me to do my civic duty as an American. Yes, sometimes with a voice like this, you should run for office and show your skill set to be speaker of the best snack chips in the house. Call to order. Call to order. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, yeah okay. <clears throat> As we descend upon the final week of the NFL regular season and we'll proceed to the NFL playoffs next week. Whereas the nomination for speaker of the best snack chips in the house has descended upon the late night program of WEEI-FM and its entire sports network across New England. And those who have obtained access via the Odyssey app across these United States of America. Yeah! 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 Order! Order! Boy, this guy's tighter than a Briton. KJ needs to name five of the top seven snack chips in order to be named speaker of the best snack chips in the house. If KJ does not get at least five chips correct out of seven guesses, another vote will take place later in the show. Mr. KJ Carson, begin. Well, first, I'd like to thank all my constituents and all all my family who are sitting out in the lobby here at Congress of Chips. Um, Top five Best snack chips. Doritos has to be one of them. Doritos? All right, Doritos. So I need four more, and I've got six more guesses. Um, Lay's sour cream and onion. I'm going to go with an oldie but goodie. Ah, I told you that those commercials would pay off for me. Um, I need to catch three more. I'm going to go with Funyuns. Oh, no Funyuns? Okay, that's three guesses. I've got four more guesses, and I have to get three more. Jesus. Cool Ranch Doritos. What? Oh, gosh. All right, so just, I just want to quorum here real quick. Quorum real quick, if I can, sir. Um, I guessed two correct, right? You have two correct answers, sir. And two incorrect you have used four of your seven guesses. So I need to get these next three correct, or I have to come back and vote again. Jeez. Oh, um, oh, I like these. Lay's salt and vinegar. Oh, my gosh. Does this automatically mean that I cannot advance in this round? By you having- are not allowed to advance, but you must use your two guesses so we may humiliate you more. Oh, jeez. Um, Cool Ranch Doritos. Did I say that already? You have already used that guess. Uh, how about Pringles Sour Cream and Onion? <clears throat> Can I get help on the text line? 37937? Maybe? <laughs> I mean, I know his campaign is over. No uh, help from the audience, please. Uh, Cheez-Its. Okay, that's three. Uh, just plain old Pringles? Jeez. Those are my seven guesses, huh? K. 
Okay, Jay has correctly named only three of the seven snacks as has fallen short in this round for nomination of Speaker of the Best Snack Chips in the House. Next vote, next hour. But can I can I at least get some help on the text line? Come call on. to order, call to order. The second hour of Late Night with KJ is next on WEEI. <sighs> Embarrassing. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.